0: Welcome to Jewelry Pod, I'm Krishnaraj, Certified Diamond Graduate and a Jewelry Insider. whole idea of this podcast is to take you to the world of gems and jewelry, share with you experiences and journey of amazing creators, business owners, designers and anyone who contributes to the industry. Whether it's pulling up brands and specialists under one roof to talk business or to know who's who of the industry, he knows it all. It can be exciting for few, but it's a lifestyle of today's guest speaker. Networking pro and the publisher of the Retail Jewelry Media, Mr. Samit Bhata has joined us today on the Jewelry Pod. In this episode, we will try to know more about him as we talk about the future of the Jewelry trade shows post-COVID-19. Welcome to the Jewelry Pod, Mr. Bhata. It's a pleasure to have you here with us today. Uh, Thank you, Krishna. And it's also a real uh,
1: privilege and pleasure for me to be
0: here with you today. Thank you so much. Mr. Abata, the retail jewellery publication is one huge part of all of your work you have done till date. Please tell us about your initial years in the industry.
1: So I got into the German jewellery industry in the year uh, 1997 with with a job with uh, De Beers in the diamond promotion service in India and uh, we marketed diamonds and diamond jewellery in India built brands like Nakshatra and uh, we Uh, With the support of the entire trade in India, we uh, took the market from 300 million US dollars in the year 1995 to close to 1.2 billion US dollars by year 2001. And today, the industry is close to 3.5 billion US dollars in India. Post De Beers, uh, I joined Damas in uh, Dubai and was the general manager of sales and marketing managing all the stores in Middle East, uh, North Africa region. And I had a great uh, stint with uh, Damas as well where we really took up the profile of uh, the company and uh, introduced a lot of new programs and a lot of new initiatives for consumers. And um, after Damas I was working with DMCC to launch uh, the Diamond Laboratory called International Diamond Laboratory. And uh, I was working with them for both India and Middle East. And post that, I joined uh, the business of Retail Jeweler, which my family was running it from 2005, but I joined them in 2010. And now I'm here for the last 10 years, building up the first corporate media brand uh, in this part of the world, in India, Middle East and the surrounding regions. And uh, it has been quite a journey for us till now.
0: In fact, uh, kind of career you had, somebody can just only dream about it so that's a fantastic journey of yours and we are literally impressed to hear that thank you thank you very much just out of league uh, is there any side of yours we should be knowing about as in like your hobbies or something which we don't know about you So,
1: you know, I consider myself Destiny's child, like everybody on this earth. You know, I actually started my career from publishing in a company called The Last Street Journal, which was the uh, number one magazine for the finance world in India. And then I joined the Debeers and then Damas and uh, then Ideal. And then uh, somewhere God put me together with the jewelry industry and publishing. And that's how Retail Jeweler was born. And uh, for me, uh, a big part of my life, you know, is spirituality. And I really believe in giving back to society in a very sustainable manner. So I am part of uh, two initiatives in uh, Mumbai where we uh, feed the needy every week at a temple. And I'm also, um, I really uh, believe that everybody, uh, while we are working in our professions or an entrepreneur doing his own business, we need to look after society
0: in some manner. That's a beautiful initiative and it's a... Really noble part to give back to the less fortunate part of of society. Yeah, that that's
1: something which I really uh, enjoy doing, and I think in a lot of ways that side of me keeps me gives me a lot of balance in life, and that's what uh, makes me achieve in my professional uh, world as well.
0: Very nice. <laughs> IJ's show is one of the most prominent show that attracts people in India from all over the world. Looking at the current scenario in Mumbai, what overseas buyers can expect from this IJ's show, which is due in August?
1: Uh, we, the world is at the moment uh, going. You know, uh, just to start with, in, uh, if you look at the jewelry industry globally, it is uh, close to a $300 billion uh, industry. And if we were a country, we would have been the 29th or 30th largest country on this planet so this industry is quite wide and quite big and india has always been playing a very very big role in the german jewelry industry but more so now with our prime minister you know announcing the Atmanirbhar Irbhar and vocal for local initiative indian exports which today stand at 40 billion us dollars is going to be doubled or maybe tripled in the next five to ten years And uh, IIJS is going to play a massive, massive role in it in the coming five to six years. So IIJS this year uh, has been postponed now from August because of the current uh, COVID-19 situation. But uh, whenever it is held, uh, maybe this year or maybe early next year, it will uh, attract a lot of uh, new customers because the way China is going and the way the things are happening uh, around the world, India will replace a lot of countries in terms of manufacturing strength and uh, manufacturing capabilities and also raw material uh, efficiencies. So we feel that, you know, India stands a very, very good chance to collaborate and work more closely with all the regions of the world, you know, like America or the European Union, the entire Middle East, uh, North Africa, Lebanon, uh, or this side on Southeast Asia and Japan. And uh, we are going to see doubling of customers and uh, more than double or triple the turnover in the next uh, two to
0: three years, very easily. That is a very positive insight. And I really like the co- your confidence. And I hope things to turn out good for India in coming times. Do you think like Hong Kong show... Is there any plan of JGPC to hold a virtual show, just out of curiosity?
1: I think JGPC is working uh, across a lot of fronts and trying to understand what needs to be done. And I'm sure uh, they are thinking of doing virtual shows or other uh, trade-related programs. We have a new chairman now, uh, Mr. Colin Shah. He is going to present his plan very, very soon.
0: We are totally looking forward to it. That was take uh, on Homeland. On the contrary, Vicenza show in Italy and Sharjah show in UAE are happening as well. What's your thought about that? So trade shows will always have a very, very
1: important role in our uh, industry. You know, Trade shows is one place where people come to see the trends, You know, buy and sell. And this is where actually businesses uh, start and grow. And we have seen this happening across the world. So for me, Vicenza as well as Sharja show, as well as the Dubai uh, International Jewelry show, the Bahrain show in Middle East, all these shows will start, you know, and they will uh, start a bit late, may not happen immediately. But uh, whenever they start, they are going to do um, as good as before or maybe better because now all the people will change the way they are designing products and services for the post-COVID-19 uh, world, which is a new reality. And I see some very, very good things happening. You know, for example, in uh, for Middle East, all the consumers are going to come back and look at jewelry, which has much more meaning for them, both for their culture and tradition, as well as how they can um, have modernized pieces uh, which are uh, inspired from their tradition and culture. And uh, the designers of Middle East are coming of age and they are really now very well integrated with the business and the consumers. And I'm sure they are going to come up with some uh, very, very uh, innovative products in the coming years.
0: You know, Mr. Bhatta, it surprises me that why we have not spoken earlier. I mean, this kind of positivity and this kind of vision need to be infused in, you know, industry members so they can look forward to better things happening around them. I mean, about the regionality, I don't think so. People have actually thought in the direction yet, but after hearing it from you, it seems more promising. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Krishna. Moving on, I'd like to know Indian jewelry market in UAE is the mirror image of market movements in India. Suppose there's a Diwali upcoming or there's another main buying season. What happens in India, it's replicated in UAE as well because majority of the population is Indian over here and it kind of dominates the market as well. What we can expect in upcoming season of Diwali?
1: I feel the markets will start opening up around September. You know, we feel that the COVID-19 situation will slowly, slowly start diminishing from August. And by September, the fear of people coming out and buying jewelry will start to diminish. And people will start coming out to jewelry stores and looking at jewelry and start preparing for their uh, festivals like Diwali or Eid. You know, especially in the Middle East uh, context. And uh, businesses will start picking up from October 15th onwards. And t- by December, we feel that businesses will be back to about 50 to 60% levels, surely. And for Diwali, there are a lot of plans happening in India. You know, there are a lot of campaigns being uh, already b- prepared, a lot of collections getting made. So there are two very, very big trends which we are going to see. One is you'll see jewelry based on the health trend which is going to be a big trend. Uh, And uh, the second trend which we are going to see is how uh, traditional um, inspirations will be taken to bring about some modern designs. These two things will be very, very uh, important now in the jewelry uh, segment also, which is happening across other segments already now. And uh, you will see collections which are launching in gold and diamonds and color gemstones. And you will see a completely different um, way of marketing as well. So while the product will also change, the marketing also will see a lot of uh, changes. And there will be communities which will be built around these trends. So now if you see, uh, jewelry will also become widespread among men. Because men, now with this entire situation, what they have seen is like almost like how what happened after World War II. And now after COVID-19, the similar kind of mindset will happen to adorn and feel beautiful or feel handsome and uh, feel good about yourself. And the trend will move from uh, much bigger weddings to some smaller weddings where you will be interacting with people much more closely. And there will be an element of how good you are looking and what all uh, accessories you, are, you have on you. So there are a lot of things which will be working for the jewelry industry. Yeah, I know about India and I have seen in uh, Middle East also in Saudi Arabia, for example, the designers are already working very, very hard on these trends. In India, for example, Tanishq already has a collection for men's which they launched about six months back, which was based on health. And this collection was for men's and is doing very well. And uh, now all other jewelers are also working on this and they're coming up with some very, very a- insightful uh, collections on this uh, trend. I feel, you know, people will also uh, look at doing Diwali. Normally we look at gold because for uh, Lakshmiji and because Lakshmiji symbolizes Sampatti and we buy a lot of gold jewelry. But uh, we I feel that, you know, platinum and a lot of other color gemstones will really come into play in a big way. Like your emeralds and rubies will uh, do as well as diamonds. You know, that's going to be because people, into, people will like to wear more color because uh, Middle East uh, and India both love a lot of color. And uh, I think color and platinum and uh, obviously diamond and gold will do very, very well. But uh, new things will be platinum and colored gemstones, which will come up in a massive way, and people will want to buy the natural thing, which is from Mother Earth, and um, and which will hold much more meaning for their life for their loved ones.
0: Another insightful take on this. I'm really impressed to know all these facts, and I'm sure our industry members will also agree to this. We are longing to go back to normal, but the normal for the industry until now was innumerable trade shows, sales usually depending on the buyer's discretion. Overall, it was very situational procedure that unfortunately collapsed after outbreak of the virus. Do you feel that the approach will be more sustainable and redefined now onwards? Uh, yes, you know, the situation in the retail uh, business
1: of uh, jewelry will change uh, slightly. Because of the social distancing norms which are coming into play. And this is going to stay. So it's not like a short term thing. And we will see uh, customers who would like to check out the jewelry pieces online on websites or on apps. Try on virtually the jewelry on themselves. And also do all their research online. Want to come to the showroom to only see the shortlisted pieces. And try them on. Buy and leave the showroom within 15 to 20 minutes or maximum half an hour. This is what I'm talking for the retail point of view. And this we are already witnessing, you know, in India after the lockdown has been uh, opened up. There are uh, retailers in India who have started uh, not only websites which have got the try-on facility, but they have also started something called the live studio in their showrooms. So what they do is they have the jewelry pieces in a room which is fully lit up and they have got uh, cameras, two or three cameras inside the room and they broadcast to a family say of say eight people who are going to decide on the bride's jewelry and also the bride's friend's jewelry and the relatives and all and they take about one hour two hours showing each piece of jewelry so the family on the other side watches it on their big television screens or on their phones or ipads so this is a new way of working and it is uh, something which is uh, not happened before and uh, as retail jewelers across the world we need to be ready to serve our customers with these extra facilities because this is how the world will move and even at the b2b uh, shows level we feel that you know the social distancing norms will be very very important so when in a booth where you had previously say 36 square meter booth you will have say about uh, 10 to 15 people together now it could be half of that number So you'll have to have pre-fixed appointments and you will see people when somebody is uh, there inside the booth, others will not be allowed. So there are a lot of these changes which will happen in B2B trade shows as well as at the retail showrooms.
0: I really like how you presented a problem along with the solution and it sounds very promising and helpful for the retailers. Speaking about B2B, what do you think, with your expertise and experience, the future of international sellers and buyers?
1: You know, international sellers and buyers now will have to recalibrate their entire uh, business uh, and uh, understand that what the future lies, you have to understand the kind of consumers now who will buy and what will they buy and when will they buy. You know, these are very, very uh, important uh, elements now because there will be a very A different kind of purchasing behavior, especially after COVID because people have understood the value of savings, the value of uh, buying gold, why gold is so important, why gold jewelry is so important or why diamond jewelry is so important and how even amidst this entire crisis, gold and uh, gemstones and diamonds uh, never lost value, you know, in fact, it appreciated. So this entire thing, you know, the millennials and the youngsters were somewhere not so interested in this category before COVID. But after COVID, we'll see a large segment of this customer base looking at and jewelry and especially gold jewelry in a very, very different manner. And I feel that jewelry will play a very important role in their life now. And international suppliers as well as the buyers will have to uh, understand this customer segment. You know, it may be uh, at, in their interest uh, as a second point. To also consolidate the relationship, there may be some retailers who may be buying from, say, 100 vendors, just diamond jewelry. Now, I think they will consolidate to, say, much lesser number of vendors, say, 30 to 50 maybe, and uh, work more closely with their vendors to build collections and build storylines and build uh, uh, displays and build everything, you know, around the jewelry in a manner which can move much faster. Rather than, you know, previously we were just liking and buying from whichever trade show or whichever country. But I think more and more now going forward, it has to be more closer relationships and partnerships between a buyer and a seller internationally to grow their business in a very, very
0: sustainable manner. And that's uh, another futuristic take on current situation. And I believe this kind of behavior or atmosphere, you can say, should have been there in the industry at least three, four years ago. And... uh, we are kind of like just pushed into using technology all of a sudden with more meaning and with more mindfulness. Yes, that's right. That's right. Because now
1: technology is going to play a very, very important role and it's going to be an enabler for uh, more efficiently uh, doing our businesses.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Bata, for that insight. Maybe please know what kind of measures you have taken To reduce the impact of lockdown in context with your business, we all are totally aware that you are very futuristic and we are also aware about your digital version of your magazine, which we just love it. We have been working on the understanding the future still, you know, we are
1: still in the process. We have not yet launched any or planned any new product as of now because we are also waiting and watching because we feel that there is a horizon till uh, October, surely. Understand uh, what happens, you know, and once it opens up between October and December, it will be the first taste of how businesses will go. So, we have a digital edition which you just uh, talked about, and that is doing very, very well. So, we will be taking out that um, uh, publishing the digital in a much more uh, broader manner across uh, India and Middle East. We are also planning to launch a new uh, website called the Retail Jeweler World where we've been getting a lot of uh, uh, interested retailers, designers, uh, and manufacturers talking to us from, especially from Middle East region, uh, Lebanon and North Africa, uh, from United Kingdom and uh, Turkey. So these regions, you know, we have been getting a lot of uh, inquiries and uh, suggestions that why don't we have a world version where uh, this part of the world could be, you know, brought together on one platform. So we are working on that uh, web uh, platform and it will be launched, uh, I think, by July end. And that will see a lot of uh, interesting engagements and a lot of uh, interesting uh, online events. We will be doing our second uh, edition of the Retail Jeweler uh, Dubai Forum in the month of December in uh, Dubai. And uh, we feel that that will be one forum where we will really bring out all the new ways of doing business and uh, new tech and new solutions. For the way forward
0: we can't just wait for that and very excited for our upcoming projects thank you thank you krishna we have already discussed in brief so many uh, aspects of our industry can you throw some light on the future challenges we haven't gone through yet or we might be facing in coming months
1: so one of the biggest challenges will be to understand uh, consumer behavior uh, post-COVID-19. We will have to understand how the younger brides will behave now, you know, especially after this uh, COVID. Will they be open to buying large, for example, large diamond jewelry sets or large gold jewelry sets in products? Or will they look at downsizing some of the things and maybe have more uh, fixed deposits in their name or maybe some investments in their name? Or they will be okay to increase their uh, jewelry purchases uh, in terms of the total budget of a wedding. So, for example, in a wedding, you know, you have uh, three or four big uh, expenses, one of the destination itself, then your entire decor, then your entire, uh, you know, how you want to broadcast or how you, how you want to record their, your entire wedding and uh, your guests and FNB, and then there is jewelry. So, jewelry currently is at 30 to 35% of your total budget of a wedding. Going forward in India, we feel that uh, because of the current scenario and the way things are, Destination weddings will not happen in the for the next uh, two to three years. People would like to do their weddings locally, and uh, by doing that, what they will do is they will think that no, well, let's invest in gold jewelry, let's invest in jewelry per se. You know, solitaires because these are investments which will remain with our daughters. So the percentage of jewelry buying for a wedding will or maybe go up from thirty to seventy percent, which is going to be a very big thing. But this we have to test, we have to see, we have to research this and understand that this will happen i'm uh, giving you a challenge but also it's a hidden opportunity for us and this is one of the biggest and i feel this is the only thing which we can we will need to navigate but other than this i think technology is uh, already shown us how we can do business and we are already adapting to the technology thing so that will not be a real challenge anymore
0: That's what Indian weddings are known for. And I'm sure if not, people are already thinking in that direction. They should start thinking this way that why can't they invest more in jewelry? Uh, Maybe our industry can come up with a campaign where they are motivating people to invest more in jewelry rather than decorations and destination wedding expense, etc. So there is already a campaign which has launched in
1: India by a retailer called Savan Sukha Jewelers in Calcutta in East India. And I will share that campaign with you. It actually uh, showcases the same concept that, uh, uh, you know, your uh, flowers and your decoration in the wedding already goes off after 24 hours. And your big uh, hotel spend or uh, destination spend, uh, everybody forgets after uh, two, three days or maybe a month. But the jewelry is something your daughter cherishes throughout her life. And her family also cherishes and, you know, has something which is there, which is a very eternal and long
0: lasting. Beautiful. And I will also make sure to add the link in the description for that ad. I believe more people should be reaching out to it.
1: Sure, sure.
0: That'll be nice. Uh, we have discussed uh, many good things about what's upcoming and anyone who got super interested In everything we have just discussed, obviously, I'm going to provide all the necessary links in the description. And uh, from your end, what do you think you you can add to this whole conversation? Maybe your uh, ultimate message to the community or something you want to share with everyone?
1: So uh, I will say that let's remain very, very positive and uh, believe in our industry and believe that we are doing a great uh, service to the consumer in terms of uh, gems and jewelry. We are uh, one of the very few industries which is all God-blessed or which sells only natural products like diamonds and gold and platinum and rubies and emeralds. And uh, whatever is happening around uh, in the world, uh, our industry, we have seen that gold prices have uh, not come down. It has been steady uh, vis-a-vis other um, industries or other uh, elements uh, which has gone down like stock market or uh, bonds and stuff like that. So we are in a very, very good space. We just have to be patient and uh, navigate this uh, time. And I think from 2021, January, we will see a rise of a different level for the gem and jewelry industry for the next five years till 2026 or so. We will see a huge recovery in a V-shaped recovery from January 2021.
0: And let's prepare for that. You have just increased our hopes. And I believe our listeners will also agree to this. It was lovely speaking with you, Mr. Bata. Thank you, Krishna. Thank you and all the best to you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of The Jewelry Pot. We hope you enjoyed it and gained insights out of it. Please make sure to share with your friends and family. You can contact me and leave your feedback. Details given in the description. My name is Krishna Raj. Take care until next time.